Drop that knowledge on me. I could not make this up. With Kev Nash. Oh, I can leave, I can leave, I can leave. DJ Killer Kev. Bouse. And Hayes. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make the shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and A. Dizzle. You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. A. Dizzle. Episode 374. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Normally, we do the intros, we catch up, see how the week was and everything like that, but we got a guest today, and we got a very, very hot topic that had a chokehold on everybody this week. <laughs> Certified chokehold. <laughs> Shouts out to the good brother Mark Gregory joining us on the yeah. pod today. We going to catch up with him because he got a show in Columbus this weekend, man, but we got to get to the topic of du jour, man. Cat Williams versus everybody. Cat Williams yeah. versus everybody. So, Killer, can you bring everybody up to speed? What's been going on with the good brother Cat Williams? So, yeah, it looks like uh, Dayton and Cincinnati zone, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, uh, Mr. Cat Williams was on Club Shay Shay, for those that don't know, it's Shannon Sharp's pod. And uh, two plus hours worth of content um, from Ricky Smiley to Said the Entertainer to Kevin Hart to Chris Tucker to Faison to Earthquake to everybody. Steve <laughs> everybody. And uh, it took me three days to watch it. I couldn't watch it all in one take. <laughs> but, I, but I did check it out. And uh, he really just went in, man, just kind of put, you know, his two cents on a lot of topics of how he felt certain things went and certain you know, the movie aspect of it that he wrote. Um, he tried to, you know, it kind of started there with the with the Ricky Smiley should have been uh, uh, Money Mike and Santa Claus switch type thing. So kind of let, let it go from there because we, we can keep going. But, you know, we can. Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> first, my first question is, did everybody watch the whole two hours and 46 minutes? I did. Dizzle, yeah. Dizzle, we know you did. <laughs> This Hell was just no. here for the highlights. <laughs> yeah. Bro, this all is... right. So I go on Instagram and I, I see a clip. I'm like, okay, this shit's funny. You know, just keep scrolling. I see another clip. And then none of these are about the same topic. And I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen at least 30 to 40 clips. I'm like, do I need to watch this two and a half hour interview? I've, I've seen enough clips. <laughs> do, I, do I need to go back? What about you, Mark? Did you watch it all? Yeah, I watched all of it, man. Yeah. Ooh, how long did it take you? I think it was one sitting. Ooh. Yeah, but so, it, I mean, you know, it was that engaging. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it was kind of hard to stop, though. Yeah, yeah I, I I got a 45 minutes to go. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, I watched an hour of it like on Friday and then another hour of it on Saturday. But I wasn't able to watch the last 45 minutes before the five, man. But, uh, you know, from what I got from everything like that, the, the, the real hot stuff, the spicy stuff was in the first 30 minutes. Like he just came out swinging, man. What did y'all think about that? I'm here for it, man. Um, rightfully so, because you know he he's responding to things that the other comedians he's been talking about that have said on 
Club Shay Shay previously. Like uh, Cedric the Entertainer's been on there talking his shit. Uh, Steve, you know, Kevin Hart. All of these folks have been on Club Shay Shay and gave their two cents. Kev just giving his, or Cat just giving his perspective, man. Yeah. I definitely feel like Cat was, you know, saying his side of things. But being that Mark, our, our guest, is, is definitely a comedian extraordinaire himself. Um, do you feel like the the question I really wanted to ask is about the jokes with said entertainer and uh, and Cat. Uh, one used, uh, I think, a spaceship, and one used an old school car. Everything else is kind of, you know, standard black behavior. Um, <laughs> But I, I kind of just wanted to know, like, is that is is that something that you see and deal, and is that something that you know that is that really that deep that that no one one hundred percent. So um, I saw the joke. I saw the one that Cat did um, on Comic View, and of course, you know, we all saw um, what Cedric did on Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see like where the inspiration came from. But I feel like it necessarily wasn't like close enough for me to say he stole it. But I could definitely see the inspiration. But to answer your question in the comedy community, oh, 100 percent, that is a fightable offense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if somebody jacks your joke, especially one that could be like career altering, you know what I mean? Like because you could do mm-hmm. a spot, go to a club and get a TV deal off of one particular joke, you know? And when you think about like the process it takes to refine a joke, you know, there's a joke that I do now. um, And I started doing it in like 2019, but it didn't get polished until 2021. You know what I mean? So this Mm -hmm. is like me just working this particular joke for two years. And if somebody stole it, oh yeah, I'm gonna be tight, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so to answer your question, yes. In our community, people have gotten beat up over stolen jokes. Okay. So my kind of follow up to that, I kind of look at comedy and please tell me if I'm wrong because I'm not mm-hmm. a comedian. So correct me if I'm wrong. I almost look at like jokes is like how the dunk contest is. I think we've seen every dunk imaginable. We've seen dudes jump from the free throw line and basically Dr. J jumped from the free throw line. Jordan did it, but he remixed it with the cockback. And then Zach Levine remixed it with a windmill. We didn't see J.R. Uh, Ryder back in the day do the East Bay dunk with the between the legs. So then what younger dudes do, they kind of remix it. Is that kind of like what people are Cat is talking about? Like he's saying he stole his joke where I'm viewing it as, you know, Cedric took the joke as inspiration and remixed it. So Cat was so I definitely see what you're saying, but there are two different ways. Like there are some people who would just like flat out steal your joke like i've had people steal my joke no remixing you know and then there's some where it's like i see what you tried to do but i steal my joke you know what i mean like you just changed the word and you think that it's now your joke you know um so no it seemed like cat no cat wasn't saying he remixed it he just said he (laughs) stole his particular joke you know i mean he was very direct about that Mm -hmm. but yeah that is a thing that some people will try to you know, add a few little twists and, and say they came up with it. But it's like, nah, bro, that's, we know whose joke that is, you know. But the wild part is, though, yo, you know, the internet is undefeated. They came up with receipts, right? Because remember the, com- <laughs> the comedy special that Cedric the Entertainer did in Nashville in 2016, the Bominicious joke. And then mm-hmm. at the end, he said, you know, he said his name CJ, but you can call me by my initials. 
yo, who is the person who went to like guiding? What is it? Guiding women or whatever? De- designing women. Designing, designing women, women, man. Season this one ain't two. even old enough to know about designing. <laughs> season two, episode seven, and found where they stole that from Meshack Taylor. So that was that in and of itself. You know, I think once we saw that, we kind of saw that he he lost some of his credibility there. You know? Yeah. So that you kind of spoke on it, the directness of Cat. Do you like? I have a lot of, co- well, not a lot. I have some comedian friends, and I feel like <clears throat> the directness that Cat was given throughout this entire interview was more than just it was, it was really a personal thing but he was trying to come off as like I'm grown <laughs> like do you do you do you have a a particular time and your your and your chase of this where you've had to like you know get busy with somebody over over, over some jokes like have you had to you know yeah I've, I've so listen this is all right so i i had to check a couple before like a husband and a wife wow together so man i used to do this joke where um it was like uh the joke was nothing would make you call on god like getting pulled over by the police so i act like i'm driving this car and i had uh you know the c murder down for my um song plan so it's like mm, 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 mm. and then i had my boy splice it where maybe like after 10 seconds to the the, in, the instrumental you hear a police siren like whoop whoop so then i act like i'm turning my radio down and you know i start driving like i see the police you know and then after that a gospel song comes on i need you now because that's what we do you know what i mean like the police get behind you start praying and you're like lord come on let me get this ticket so that joke is very specific so i used to host before i moved up here i was hosting at the columbus funny bone from like 2013 to 2019 a chick does the exact same joke with the music and everything Oh my goodness. And I'm like, yo, listen, there is no way that this is happenstance. Cool. So now we got to address this major infraction. So I said, yo, let me holler at you. So her husband came. I said, listen, you stole my joke. And if you do it again, I'm going to humiliate you. Just letting you know right now, I'm going to humiliate you. So if she did it again, what I was going to do was I was going to watch her do the joke. And I was going to go on stage behind her and say that was the, a horrible version of this joke. This is how you do it. But she didn't do it again. But her husband was like, nah, I promise, man. That... And I'm like, yo, bro, listen, what, what are we talking about? Then again, it's another comedian. Um, he's from Ohio. Uh, and somebody called me and was like, yo, this dude did your joke in New Jersey. You know what I mean? So like all of the New, New York, New Jersey comedians, we know each other. So somebody hit me and I, and I called him and talked to him about it. He was like, no, you could see the tape. I said, I don't have to see a tape because... Yeah. Um, you know, so no, that is one of those things where, yeah, I feel like you got to deal with it head on because this is your intellectual property and you just can't let nobody jack you like that. But the other part of it is, it's really nothing that you can do either. You know, the other part is you can either fight the person or if you are creative, just keep coming up with stuff. But the other thing is this though, I will say this. So around, was this like, uh, when Bernie Sanders was running? I was doing a joke uh, and I was on tour, right? And this guy was like, you need to put that on YouTube immediately, right? So it is important to have a timestamp. So if I'm doing a joke, put it on YouTube, even if you don't make it public, just make it private. So if there is this back and forth discussion of who came up with it first, you can have your receipts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about that because like if you, 
you know, we all been to school, man. If you plagiarize, you know what yes. I'm saying, somebody's work, you know what I'm saying, it's documented if, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. But, like, with comedians, like, you guys really don't have that. Like, you like, like you said, you've been working on jokes since 2015, and you're still mm-hmm. perfecting them. It may have been something you've done in 2010, and you remixed it for today's time, and, like, somebody come and take it from you, and they take your joke and they blow up with it. Like, that's that would be heartbreaking. Hell yeah, yeah. It, it, it would. And, you know, the rule is that you're not supposed to keep doing it, right? Like if if said celebrity does your joke, you're supposed to stop once they put it on TV. I'm not stopping. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, just because you did my joke. So I'm going to let you kill me twice. You stole yeah. me, put it on TV, and I'm just, nah, listen. Yeah. No, I'm going to keep doing mine. I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> do, do, do you appreciate the directness that Cat Williams came with all these, like, it wasn't no guessing who you're talking about, like, do you appreciate that? Or like in the comedy world, what does that do to one another? No, 100%. Because I mean, the other thing is this though, right? So during the interview, um, one of the things he said is he said, I have an obligation to be funny and to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And he was both. Mm-hmm. Was everything that he said in the two hours and 46 minutes 100% true? I don't think so. You know what right. I mean? But the thing is, the joint has what twenty-two million views right now. We're talking <laughs> right. about it right now. So yeah. he, uh, his mission was accomplished. And then a couple right. years ago, um, Charlemagne said this on the Breakfast Club. He said, "Yo, sometimes the lie is more entertaining than the truth." You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the space where we are. You know, when it comes to podcasts and radios, you just got to be entertaining. You know what I mean? Right. Say something that's kind of you know sensational. And people run with it. Yeah, if I just come up here and be like, yeah, I mean, I stole Kev's wallet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not entertaining. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got to right. put some sauce on it. Like, bro, you know, and then that is going to be way more entertaining. So to answer yeah. your question, yeah, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, Kat is one of those guys. Honestly, he kind of reminds me in the sense of, of my uncle, um, a person who has convictions and they stand on them. And the other parts of the interview where he alluded to was, you know, people doing whatever it takes, you know, to acquire certain levels of fame. And some people are willing to do something, some are not. Obviously, he's one of those dudes that, you know, he is content where he is career-wise and he's been, you know, at the uh, the crossroads of do this and go further or, and he chose to, you know, um, you know, hold hold true to his morals. Yeah. Another thing that he was talking about was said. Said really got it. Said got it bad. You know, from <laughs> yeah. the stealing from the stealing the joke to you know him allegedly not writing his own jokes. Like, you know, in in, in hip hop music now, like it don't matter who writes your rhymes or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like, you know, coming up in the '90s and stuff, like that was important. Yeah. Like, but I would imagine still in comedy, like. It's important that the guy telling the joke is actually writing the joke. Am I mistaken? Nah, no. I mean, it, it never really mattered, you know, um, because some of the greatest comedians have all had writers. You know, Paul Mooney wrote with and for um, Richard Pryor, you oh, know. Okay. Um, so, no, that's definitely a thing, you know, is that comedians have writers. And the bigger you get, like somebody like said, once you start doing movies and TV, you don't have time as much time to create. So you have people, and I'm cool with a couple of people that, that write for said, but um, I, it's almost like just don't, but it's a, it's a difference between 
having a team of writers and stealing material. You know, I think mm-hmm. the issue was with, with the theft, you know, and if you're going to steal, don't get caught. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Another thing Kat was talking about, uh, you're a former track athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't believe he ran four three, y'all. There's no way the dude ran. Come on, man. Did y'all I not know. see the video? I think it came out today. I, I saw the video where he was running at University of Memphis. That, 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 that form was not four four six four. It wasn't no. four three. He ran the Ooh, length man. of a basketball court, which is ninety feet, right? Yes. That's not forty meters. And the oh, dude God. showed the clock like four or three. I said, "Bro, you ran four three in ninety feet." That's. <laughs> I don't know what that equates to over forty yards, but it's not four three. Right. <laughs> that shit yeah. funny though. He was moving, and in that episode of Atlanta, he was the alligator man. He was. Oh moving yeah, at that the episode end. of Atlanta was hysterical, man. <laughs> yeah, but I think the the dopest thing about him is that you heard all of these stories about his generosity come. You know what I mean? Come mm-hmm. forward. So, and I know firsthand. Um, he's from Dayton. Um, uh, you all know Clayton Perkins, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know, yeah. Yo, listen. Clayton had been doing comedy for two years. This is maybe 2011. Um, and he was living in Arizona. Cat came through Arizona. And he was like, oh, snap, you from Dayton? Took him on tour with him for maybe a little bit over a year. I mean, put major bread in his pocket. Clayton only had to do 15 minutes. And he was paying. No, 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 I'm sorry. He paid him 1500 for 10 minutes. Your second year of comedy. You know what I mean? Like, that is absolutely insane so i've heard nothing but like stories of generosity and just other like most of these stories i've heard you know where where even one comedian named richie redding he's a white dude and he was like yo i was dead broke cat took me on tour with him for like five to six tours and changed his life completely so as a comedian stuff like this has got to be gold you know what i'm saying you got a show coming up in columbus uh very soon so like are you working on new stuff since this drop, because I mean, we've seen uh, I seen Mike Epps posting stuff uh, from a recent show that he just had last night. I seen uh, Sydney uh, post some stuff from a show he had this weekend talking about it already. Like, how fast are y'all just working on this stuff since this interview dropped? Uh, you know what? I haven't I haven't wrote anything about that per se. Um, no, I haven't. I didn't. I haven't even thought about any like any different angles. But I did write a joke about. Um, did you all hear about these aliens that were supposed to be in Miami? In Miami, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wrote about that. You know what I mean? Like just coming from the perspective of like, yo, it's wild that you know these got to be some like nigga aliens, dog. Like your know, first stop. <laughs> In America, is you going to Miami? <laughs> and they were seen at the mall. Come on, man. What alien is going to the mall buying Gucci, dog? You know right, what I mean? So, right. uh, yeah, so I, that's some stuff I've been working on. And I, I wrote another joke about, like, man, I have kids, you know, and it's so crazy because um, if you have kids, one of the conversations that, that we have with them is, like, they don't realize how good they have it, right? Like, our generation, we went to the doctor, but a lot of stuff, you just had to, like, power through it. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, dog, we've all seen the movie Forrest Gump, right? Mm -hmm. Looking back, Forrest Gump was on the spectrum, dog. Like he was a high functioning (laughs) autistic person, Mm -hmm. but there was no diagnosis. He just had to figure it out (laughs) and move on about his life. So I'm working on material about that. But now, because I feel like (laughs) 
I think I would, you could write like a line or two, but to write like multiple jokes about this situation when it's going to be old news in a week, it's kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, how how do you as a comedian address current events? Like, something crazy happened on a Thursday and you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday night shows. Do you touch on that stuff or do you? Yeah, just... yeah, you do. But, you know, with the cat situation, I just didn't. I, nothing in my head popped up with like a funny angle or a funny take, right. you know. But yeah, so, yeah, I, but I, no, I just meant in general. In general. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. In general, yeah, you do. You know, I think like you just you jump on it immediately, especially if you're posting content. You know, because I feel like the window is about two to three days. If if it happens at eight o'clock, at eight oh one, you better be working on something because at eight thirty, the rest of the world. You, you competing with all of the comedians and creators and stuff like that, but yeah, I, yeah, you do. Speaking of content, when we gonna get Mark running around, you know, New York like we used to do on the bird? Man, so here's <laughs> the thing, dog. You can't. These people do crazy, bro. Like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that I could do at the crib is completely different, right? <laughs> right. But the other thing here is being crazy and dating, like you getting attention here. You could do the wildest stuff. Nobody would pay attention to you because that's just another day in New York City, dog. Like I was on the subway one day. Like I watched the dude smoke crack on the subway. Nothing. Nobody said anything to him. I've seen the dude pull his penis out on the subway and start peeing. Nothing. So me running around the street with my T-shirt off and some Timberlands, that's just like, he's just another crazy (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Man, what's up with the show in Columbus, man? Man, so the show is going to be at the Attic in Columbus at 7 o'clock. The Attic is a real dope comedy venue. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be working on some new stuff, man, because I'm gearing up for uh, another special, which I'm thinking about recording in probably, like, uh, early April. So, yeah, that's what I'm on right now. It's just kind of working on new-ish to, like, polishing up existing material. So that's it. Yeah, nice. yeah, man. I, I did want to ask you one more thing about the whole <laughs> Cat Williams thing, man. He. <laughs> He started talking the Illuminati. He's talking talking about industry plants with Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart kind of mini responded on ESPN doing his live watch of the NBA. Like, where uh-huh. do you come at with all that industry plant stuff? So, you know, being serious, I I feel like I I don't necessarily have like a workable definition of an industry plant. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you all can help me with that. I I feel like I have an idea. So, it's this person that so yeah i don't know it, i will say this if there is one i don't think kevin is one because i remember him seeing i remember seeing him like early 2002 on like comedy central and thinking like yo dude is funny you know and um and you know if you've seen his story he left philly he came to new york grinded in this market for a long time so I mean, as much as Cat can say about him, Kevin, I could I could definitely say you know he worked hard and paid his dues. Other people, I do think um, if we if we're talking about it, you you have you can't say the sexy red isn't one <laughs> <laughs> because That's listen, bangers. Man. <laughs> nah, man, listen, she has no redeemable no redeemable qualities, yo. Like, and I'm not even trying to drag. She's not attractive. You know what I mean? The music is the most low hang. <laughs> my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. Come on, dog. Come on. I mean, this. Yeah. So I can't think of somebody who in comedy would be one, but you can't tell me she's not. 
my dude, my dude said she's not sexy. She's not light skinned, so she's not red. So, like, where did this name come from? So, <laughs> where did this name come? And I mean, like, the fact that she is like amplifying any and every black stereotype. The shorty is legitimately pregnant, performing. <laughs> she gets on stage, takes her shoes off, and I mean, it's just and look, white people is just like, yes, that's <laughs> that is where we want you colors that embarrassing yourself. Come on now. Right. What part of the game is this, yo? <laughs> I feel and, like Dizzle really loved that Cat Williams interview. I think Cat, uh, I think Dizzle think Cat was uh, spitting nut but facts. Facts, man, and it's it, it was a it was just a beautiful interview for uh, the <laughs> fact that it was as funny as a special. Like yeah. you got the comedians responding, but they're not mm -hmm. funny in their responses. Sad came out. He seemed like he was humbly just trying to keep the peace. Uh, I think I saw Ricky Smiley crying, you know, on camera. Like comedians, you know, fight back. You know what I'm saying? Ludacris yeah. dropped some bars. I thought that was a proper response from a rapper. I think yeah. the other piece, though, is this, though. Um... They have way more to lose than Cat does, you know. So Steve has multiple TV shows as well as radio, and he's on network TV. Cedric is on network TV. Mm -hmm. uh, Ricky Smiley is on the radio. Cat has tours, you know. Yeah. So in terms of that, he doesn't have, like, he is a lot more um, unrestricted compared to those other people. You know what I mean? And, yeah, like I said, he... He don't have anything to lose, and that's the most yeah. dangerous person is the chick who has <laughs> nothing to lose. You know, he kind of yeah. like the people's champ. He's the people's champ. Yeah, he definitely mm -hmm. is the people's champ. One thing I did want to say about the Cat Williams and the whole Ricky Smiley thing, man. I mean, I've, I've never been an actor, but I've, I'm a big movie buff, man. There's mm -hmm. plenty of people that audition for roles, and mm -hmm. it's the casting director's responsibility to plug the right person in that role. So. Just because Ricky Smiley auditioned for Money Mike doesn't necessarily mean that, you know what I'm saying, he was going to be Money Mike. Like, so, yeah. like, and Cat Williams, like, like Ice Cube said, is like, yeah, we, we do the script and then we let the comedians be comedians. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Why would we restrict the comedian? Like, hey, man, you read the script. Go ahead and do your thing. Like, Cameron, when they did Paid in Full, they did a take of him reading the script. God damn, what was that? <laughs> Yo, who, whose Wolverine is that? <laughs> That's my dog. He sees somebody coming up. Man. Hey, hold on. Listen, this, this high door was your dog. Did you see? He, he did the black man play it off like, ha yeah, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else was like, <laughs> "Yeah, right. hey, I was just waiting on them to say, hey, don't get scared, y'all. He ain't gonna bite. Yeah, he ain't gonna bite you, but he ain't gonna bite. He might. He might. Right, man. <laughs> but, like no, I... but no, you right. Yeah, I mean, and just, I mean, common sense would tell you is that like Cat Williams made a much better pimp than yes. Ricky Smiley. That's not even up for conversation. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, man. The, the other piece though is, uh, what did you all think about? Um, he uh, he made the comments about you know black people specifically black comedians wearing dresses. What do you think about that? Okay, so I, I get it, I understand, but like I'm old enough to remember when Tom Hanks had that show Bosom Buddies. He was mm -hmm. in a dress. Uh, Robin Williams, uh, Miss Doubtfire. Um, mm -hmm. What was dude? I forget his name. Uh, he played in, he played a woman in Tootsie. So like 
this ain't nothing new. Like they put men in dresses all the time, white men, black men. Like it's it's always kind of like a weird thing in Hollywood that they want to put guys in dresses and make it think it's funny. I wouldn't do this shit, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I I get what he's trying to come across with Sam, but like this is nothing new, man. Like people think it's funny, and you know, I'm talking about shows that came out in the '70s and '80s, and they still doing it in 20 uh 2023. So like apparently mm-hmm. it's a population that thinks it's funny. My, my man with the with the locks, I'm sure as a member of the Hotep community, he's like, this is abomination. <laughs> you know, um, I, I was thinking that I, I did. I, I felt that way until, you know, good old Internet comes through with a five minute montage of the white comedians wearing dresses that I didn't mm-hmm. know of. Just I'm not aware. Of. I always thought that, like um, he brought up Martin and Big Mama's house. Um, like, do do we have to do this? I know uh, Dave Chappelle spoke out uh, about his role in Blue Streak, um, but when they showed the five minute montage, that was that, pre- that pretty much, you know, canceled my argument that they uh, targeting black folks when they don't yeah. seem like it. See, the one thing I've always had a question with is some people's personalities. You know, they they might be okay with that, but I hate the the forced question or the casting director, the AD, the assistant director, the, like five people going down the line trying to pressure somebody into doing yeah. something. That's where... No means like, no. Yeah. That's right, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> That's that where it gets a little funky for me because some people, like you, we've already named, you know, they've made a career of, you know, Tyler Perry was Tyler Perry because he wanted to be Madea, you know, so <laughs> there's there's people that don't mind that, but I, the, you know, seeing Method Man in one, I doubt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just know your know the personality of a person. So. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think Kev, you said this. I, I I definitely know that like Dave Chappelle when he did that interview on Oprah, kind of like changed the paradigm as it pertains to like black people with the how we perceive the dress. Because to everybody's point, yeah. Prior to that. Um, I mean, even going back to what's my man who played Geraldine? Remember the old black mm. comedian? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And he had the sketch show before Richard Pryor had a, yeah. a sketch show. He did Geraldine, so many other people. Um, but then after Dave Chappelle told that story, it kind of like opened up a lot of people's eyes and was like, oh, yeah, Hollywood does do this. My, I mean, me personally, I think like if if you're going to do it, I think it's cool amongst multitude of characters, you know? So if you're playing like a homeless dude in this instance, if you're doing a sketch show, you playing a homeless man, a crackhead, a pastor, a pimp, and a woman, you know, that makes sense because it's a full set of characters. But if you just jump out with that dress on, whew. Right. <laughs> I mean, out of all of us that's on the pod today, man, you would be the one that would be presented with that opportunity. Wow, you just gonna throw it at me like that? that <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I feel like back in the day, I, I've seen a video of you downtown doing something with some heels. Nah, nah, nah. See, this, see, look, this is how stuff gets started right here. Nah, no, no, you, no, my brother. Nah, um, man, I, I would have to decline, man. Because then, what if, what if all the roles after that? Now you to do in a pencil skirt, like you pencil skirt, man. Nah, man, that, come on, yeah. dog. That's yeah, I got a terrible come way to be typecast. Yeah, I gotta come back to the city, man. I don't want to be pencil skirt, man. <laughs> but all right, but look though, 
what if it's what if it's a twenty million dollar bag to be pencil skirt man? Kev, what you gonna do? <laughs> Me? Eat both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from where I'm from, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need one of them twenties in my life. So I'm gonna <laughs> how you doing? Right. <laughs> hey yeah. man, I know who how's, I am. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I know who I am, dog. It, it's it's all good. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. I got yeah. bills to pay, bro. <laughs> yeah. But shoot, man, definitely want to talk to you about some some football and what's going on in the NBA. You cool to stick around? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. We we talk NFL. I, I'm I have not watched the NBA game at all. So don't worry, yeah. don't worry. We'll keep it brief. Long as mm-hmm. um, well, just to let everybody know the Steelers are in the playoffs. They won. They won yesterday. They beat the Ravens on the road yesterday. And then shots out to the Tennessee Titans for taking care of business today, knocking out Jacksonville. So the Steelers are 10 and 7 headed to the playoffs. But but let's be honest, though. That was the Lamar Jackson. That was the Lamar Jackson less win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lamar is the MVP of the league. They ran away with the AFC. For the second time. Second time, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, when you got that many wins, you rush your players, and guess what? We're gonna take full advantage, yeah, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> but so, man, yeah. go ahead. What y'all think about uh, have you all seen uh, LeBron James' son play at USC? Have you seen any of those clips? <laughs> he look all right, he ain't no, he ain't no superstar, but he, he got some, some tools to work with. I like what I I'm mean. Seeing. For a kid who just had a heart attack, I yeah, mean, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, black people is hard. Like you know, <laughs> he was like, I mean, he cool. I'm like, yeah, he cool for somebody that had a heart attack four months ago. <laughs> yeah. So, like you was talking about, the internet is undefeated. So there's this graphic they showed on a recent game, and like USC stars, and they had their number one score, uh, 16 points a game, eight rebounds. Their number one, their point guard, 15 points, eight assists a game, and they had Bronny Pitcher. Great teammate. I was like, damn, dude. That is, <laughs> they doing young boy dirty, man. Like, but you know, he, just don't put him up there on the graphic. But here's the thing, though. He is playing with some killers, though. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, the guys on the team, I think they – yeah, I mean, he had, like, the, the number one and the number two guard went to USC. So, it's not like he's sitting behind some slouches, though. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Shaq is getting his number 32 retired. With Orlando Magic on February 13th. He's going to be the first player from the Orlando Magic to get his jersey retired. Long overdue. Long overdue. I mean, Shaq is who he is. Top, what, top 10? Maybe the second best center of all time. Should have been happen. Yeah. That's how, that should... also, my fault, go ahead. Uh, go, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's how you know when you get old. When they start doing you like the like the celebration tour, that is definitely like when you get up in age. When they start re- retiring your jerseys from the team that you didn't even finish with. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. But from the fan side of things, like I remember, and like I want to say it was like eighty nine or ninety. This team came about. Like I'm I'm old enough to remember this team coming about, and yeah. now they retiring numbers. It's like. I, I might be unk now. I might, <laughs> I might <Okay>. be. <laughs> I might if we're be talking unk. about impact, should they retire Penny's jersey, number one? Yeah. Absolutely. I think so, too. I do, too. And I'm, 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 I'm one of those dudes 
that like think like you really got to do something for a team. And Shaq definitely did something for a team. Mm-hmm. He really only played there for four seasons. Is four yeah. seasons enough to get your jersey retired? Like we if see you break, all these. If, if you break four rims in those four seasons, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nobody was talking about Orlando before Shaq came. True, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I mean. Me and Dizzle definitely agree on this about all these dudes in the NBA getting the thank you video messages. Like Dylan Brooks got one from the Grizzlies. I'm like, huh? huh? Yeah. Like everybody get one. Like Kyrie got one when he went back to the Celtics and he played there for two seasons. Like what is Same. going on here? You know what's funny? Remember uh, <laughs> when, when Draymond Green said to uh, Paul Pierce, he said, you ain't Kobe. They don't love you like that. I said, yo, this dude's a menace. <laughs> Speaking of Draymond, can I get – where the round of applause at, man? He did, he, Draymond has been reinstated. What was it, a, a 12-game suspension? He mm-hmm. is eligible to come back. Kev, I think you was one of the ones that was like 20, 25 games at get least. Get him out of here, man. Get him out of here. 12 get him enough. out of the league. It's not enough, man. Yeah, out here. Draymond acting like a pit bull dog, man. He wild. <laughs> he is wildin', bro. He is wildin'. This is beyond physicality of sports. This is beyond the realm of basketball. Dude is out here wildin'. And I know but, that Golden State wants him back because they stink. And they need somebody <laughs> to help them win basketball games. They're and not going to let I Draymond could... do another hard foul this year, though. Hey, you know what? Since he is in this... Suspension round every single time, man. Every time you get a flagrant two, it should be a two game suspension. Whoa, you sounded very conservative right now. Yeah. <laughs> when did the Republican Party join the podcast? Uh, <laughs> we believe in tough discipline. Okay? That's just going to restore America. Uh, <laughs> but now nah, I would respect it if he was doing that to people like Udonis Haslam, you know what I mean? That he know that would, would, would bust their head back. Plus his head back. James yeah. Johnson just signed Somebody. a deal with yeah. I don't know who he signed with. He ain't played a minute. He there for security. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ain't he like a part-time UFC fighter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Taekwondo master. Like he got right. some belts. I don't know what he got, but don't, yeah. nobody fuck with him. At all. <laughs> At all. Hey, At all. This what Kev, I see you in front of your sneaker collection. But this is another conversation. This is what I thought about. Now I know he doesn't have as many shoes in his collection but yo if we be honest people as much as we exalt jordans pennies in terms of dopeness of sneakers is right up there with him and the majority of his sneakers is probably killing the jordans i wouldn't say that (laughs) (laughs) but definitely definitely like penny is number two he's number two he's got the obviously the penny ones the phone posits all them fire fire uh, but it is it, is jordan pennies and then probably kobe's for me at least so you don't think there's there none of penny shoes can compete with jordan's uh the the penny one the penny one if, if would be a top five jordan shoe for sure and, penny and one. not not any of the <laughs> not any of the phone posits the phone posits for sure i they over here somewhere. So, so that's two, because you just mentioned one pair. Yeah, the, the phone posits is legit. <coughs> but uh and, and they durable as hell. Oh yeah, they they basically boots. They they Tim's with <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, man, MJ just got 
Ethan's got that got that heat, man. Ethan's got that heat. I mean, he got a couple Rudy Poos in there too, though. I mean, over yeah, over twelve it, to thirteen in there, you know. It's, it's <laughs> oh some yeah, trash you're, gonna get, you're gonna get your misses. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, they need to stop making the new ones. Like oh, I seen uh, <laughs> the Jason Tatum's are just horrible. Like the Jordan fifty fives, whatever they still dropping, trash. At, at this point, it. what what are we doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, remember when we came up? If you had a pair of Jordans, you got to floss for a whole year till the next one came out. Right. Now, I mean, it's like they got pay scale Jordans. If you broke, you get the Mexican Jordans. <laughs> you get the team ones. You get the exclusive. I mean, it's it's just too many stories and behind the colorways. You got the Harriet Tubman joints. <laughs> free the slave. Hey, I don't want to hear these backstories. Just stop coming with all these Jordans, y'all. It's too much. Yeah. That's that's why I can't keep up. I cannot. Yeah. There's there's no way like. I know my two favorite pair of Jordans. I don't own either pair, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what y'all think about Giannis talking about he thinks about losing to the Pacers uh, multiple times this season. Their record versus the Pacers is uh, one in four. He said he think about the Pacers before getting it on. Yeah, they in trouble, man. They uh... – Dame is looking a little washed. Dame is looking like he lost a step. I don't know if they still trying to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, Pacers is here. I ain't never thought about five nor 12 dudes before I got it all. <laughs> hey, you, you um, know what that's all for? What that made me think about? That made me think about House Party 1. Remember when he yeah. was like, yo, man, when I be with my girl and I be dang near ready to wax that? He said, you must got a mental block or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is Dane washed though? Did he, he spend too many years in Portland? He gave Portland all his good years. I don't think so, man. See, they, I don't they're, think so they're, they're twenty-five and eleven. Yeah. They're twenty-five Dude, and eleven. You do you watch the games? Yes, you can, you I, can look I at have, game and see something. I again. have I have league. But sometimes you just don't jail with other players though. I still have my free yeah. uh lead pass for another uh 30 days, so I'm still rocking out. I mean, no, I, I don't think he's, like, balling like he did with Portland. But, like, he don't have – he has to share the ball now. So, like, he don't have an ultimate mm-hmm. green light to just, hey, man, move. I'm shooting it. I'm just going right. to score whenever I want, do whatever I want, play with a new team. I And it's really only been the Pacers that have done them like this. Like, the Pacers mm-hmm. done them dirty. and. Yeah. Everybody else, they handle the business first. I mean, they had a trash game against the Rockets, what, last night? But, like, that's going to happen. It's the association, man. 25 yeah. and 11, they sitting in the second spot. It's January. Relax. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and he playing with, you know, Giannis Nigerian, man. I don't know if you know much about Nigerians, man. They they known for scamming and being a little. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that figured out. Better than my Lakers, man. I can't Ooh. say. We only got to talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it, though. <laughs> According to ESPN, they said the Lakers have a 12% chance of making the playoffs, which I think is cap. They're going to make the playoffs. Lakers always yeah. make the playoffs. Brian to be fine. But uh, where you at with the Lakers, man? You you biting your nails? You scared? You nervous? Man, you know, I saw their record. I was like, yo, these dudes is what, like 17 and 17? I didn't know they were that bad. That. Yeah, I think yeah. they even lost a few after that. Yeah. What y'all think of the in-season tournament? The fact that players didn't even know what was going on is like this is how you know the NBA ratings are bad. Mm-hmm. They had a March Madness tournament in like September. <laughs> right. 
Now I fuck I fuck with the end season, not just because LeBron got him another ring, but you know, it brought yeah. back the competitive spirit. Yeah. Yeah, it brought back, you know what I'm saying, some mojo. And now right now seems like the early season of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like the yeah. dog days of the summer. Like I mean, dog days of the NBA season kind of like inverse. Like, so you got super competitive, just started, and now that that's over, Cass is being lazy and they're gonna ramp mm-hmm. it up back in March. So, like, that's why I'm not yeah. worried about the Bucks. Like, I'm just not worried because I know once crunch time come, they're going to turn it on. Yeah. That's the thing, man. The NBA season is way too long for you to care about it for the duration of the season, you know. And yeah. and it makes for, like, terrible sports talk, you know, because, like, after three games of the season, you know, you had these pundits that are just, like, saying stuff just to get, like, views. And it's like, are they done? And it's like, yo, they're – they're one in three. Like, how are what, what are we talking <laughs> about here? The last week before playoffs, everybody's praising them, and you know, yeah, like the, yeah. the up and down. This I think to me the most <laughs> hypocritical was remember when they was dragging Kevin Durant through the mud when he went to Golden State, right? Mm-hmm. And then once they made they run, he's the best player ever. It's like, dude, what, what are we talking about? You all just said that he was trash for going to Golden State. Mm-hmm. Pendulum swing so fast, yeah. man. And yeah. and the NBA is not like the NFL where you can go week to week. Like, they play mm-hmm. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, like, let's get through a whole month of the season before you start talking about, like, how the team's going to be in the playoffs. Right. Who y'all got for the national championship tomorrow? I'm rolling with Washington. Rolling with Washington. Because we can't have Me some cheaters playing. Can't have some cheaters win, dude. You can't can, have. Hey, dude. speaking of suspensions, how you get suspended two times in one season? They gonna end up winning, man. Nah, nah, no. Nah, Michael Penix about to be out here throwing yeah. these dimes. Michael, uh, Michael Penix, he's spinning it, man. Man, and he got real hood on his interview after the game. Said free the homies. He did free the homies. <laughs> <laughs> free the homies. It's free the homies. Free uh big Hooli. Like, man, he was yeah. like, What up, Tampa? Talked about the he got real hood. I'm sure yeah. his NIL people like, hey man, don't do that no more. Hey, <laughs> not, not not the hood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they beat Alabama, but they quarterback. Come on, man. It was and now now don't get it twisted. Michigan's defense is solid, but yeah. I mean, they you I don't think you get props for beating Alabama though. That's how they do in the SEC. You're SEC, man. I am, but no, this, I mean, come on, but this isn't, uh, this wasn't typical Alabama. I agree. I yeah. agree. What you and, watching on TV, man? Uh, man, what am I watching? Uh, Raising Canaan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do um, you watch all the powers? Nah, nope. I, I've never seen it. I've just been watching Raising Canaan. Um, oh. I watched, uh, I, I watched, uh, I've been watching um, the, the, the Amazon Prime on uh Colorado, you know they got to have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. I wanted them to do good and they the bottom fell out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> real fast. Yeah, real. But I I felt like it was just too much pressure to maintain, you know? I mean like every for four straight weeks you had the rock, you had I mean, it was just it was just way too much. Er- like a- Everybody was celebrating before that USC Oregon time spot on that schedule. <laughs> hey, that's what Oregon all that game. Was. I just had to turn that off. I felt like I was watching my uncle get beat up. I said, <laughs> "This is horrible." Yeah. They turned into a HBCU. All the black community jumped on them. Was like, "Yeah, we here. 
we coming, we here. And then, like you said, that Oregon game came, and then, you know, the bandwagon was over. But the bandwagon right. fans will be there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. think it's ultimately good for college football because it brought more eyeballs that don't care nothing about college football right. to the TV set. And then they left after the Oregon game. Mm-hmm. Hey, after that Oregon game, it, it started being them D-list celebrities start coming up. You say, like, oh, that's old boy from uh, the Parenthood. I <laughs> 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 This night to do with the braids, you know. It's stupid. But, uh, yeah. but they should be solid, man. You know, nil changed the game, man. You know, you could build a winning program and overnight now with this nil. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Would yeah. you think you would have got on the nil circuit back in your trite days? Chicken wings, <laughs> a chicken wing meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, probably not too much, man. <laughs> some some free food and some some running shoes. That's it, man. A couple <laughs> quick hitters before we slide up out of here, man. Best Buy, they are doing away with DVDs and Blu-rays. They're not gonna sell them in store or online. What's a Blu-ray? I didn't know niggas still sold Blu-rays. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even have the new Mac, so I don't even have a way. You know, you can't, you can't even put a USB drive in there. I still have mine. It's hard for me to let go. But I, my dog not trying to let go of the Blu-ray either. But no, I still have mine. <laughs> down the steps. <laughs> No, I actually, I actually went over with a new iPad last week, so I'm at Best Buy, and I'm just, you know, you do the walk through the store, like it's a totally different setup than it used to be. Like, you know, you used to have your CDs and your DVDs and all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Best Buy don't sell nothing but TVs, computers, and dishwashers. That's it. Yeah, I went, I went back to the stereo section one time, and I found vacuums and cleaning detergent. I'm like, what? What's going on? The game no didn't change. <laughs> the game didn't change, man. All right, BG. We taking shots of Lil Wayne. Did y'all think BG would get out of jail and start dissing Lil Wayne? It, it ain't nothing, man. Just a way to get some views. Because I think he came out with another song saying that he loved Lil Wayne. So just, oh, that, really? just that fast, yeah. Wow. All will be fine when we hear the... At the beginning, you know, <laughs> all will be fine. All will be fine. As soon as man. Wayne drops something else. <laughs> I hope so, man. Mark, one more time, man. What you got going on this weekend, man? Uh, man, this weekend I am uh, at the Attic in Columbus. At the That is uh, Attic Comedy Club in Columbus. And then, and then I'm doing a show at, um, at the uh, White House with Brandon White. So it'll be Howie Bell. And I'll be hosting it. That's uh, I think that's seven or eight p.m. Nice. on Saturday, on Sunday, Sunday the fourteenth. Nice. That's what's up, man. Shout out your Instagram and your Twitter and your X and your YouTube, so people can follow X. you, man. Yes, uh, Instagram. Everything is a uh, comic Mark Greg. Nice. Yep, very simple. And then next month, February sixteenth, seventeenth, I'll be at the at the Dayton Funny Bone. So that'd be Friday, Saturday. So listen, man, it's Valentine's Day weekend. Bring your ladies, you know what I mean? Your little uh-uh-uh, and pull up. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, man, speaking of that, at your shows, man, what do you enjoy more, working new jokes or crowd work? I think I like the, uh, I would probably say crowd work. 
you know, I love just jumping into the crowd because it's almost like, let's just see where this goes, you know. Mm. So that's the, I, I love that more than anything. Have you ever had a situation with a heckler? Yeah. I have. You want, you want to elaborate? <laughs> but no, no, you know what? Have I ever had a No, he in the middle uh, now. Uh, no, 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 yeah, now, now they're yeah, um, yeah, I, I, so for me, like if you say anything, like my one of my strengths is my spontaneity. So if you say anything, you really plan into my strengths. Um, you know what? I will say this though, I was doing this show, you all know Rob Stapleton, right? I think he came to Wright State a couple of times, yeah, yeah, Rob, yep, yep. okay. So, man, he has a show in the Bronx, and it's like this is probably one of the dopest comedy nights in new york city but it's also the hardest because it's really like doing comedy in like a dave and busters in the sense of it's huge you know and the dj listen this dj is bananas so he spins for 30 minutes then rob come out and does you know just all of these games before they start the show they got pyrotechnics so like flames and all of this right so um and you know comedy is really about intimacy so the people in the back like uh, legitimately imagine how big dave and busters is you're trying to do comedy that so the first time i did the joint i got a standing ovation which is crazy in that spot and the next time they just wasn't feeling me and the dude was like boo <laughs> and i was like sir my confidence is too high for you to boo me you're, you're not bothering me <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, so that was the situation. But other than that, I really feel like what we call hecklers in comedy really isn't hecklers. You know, most of the time these people be drunk and they mm -hmm. think they're adding on. But I do feel that if you're being heckled, you just gave that person the opportunity to laugh. But if you're getting like constant, like laughter back to back to back to back, people don't have an opportunity to. But you do get rowdy people, though, because, you know, if you go to the Funny Bone, the second show, those people are just sitting at the bar chilling. Mm -hmm. So they could be two to three drinks in and then the show starts. Now they two drinks in and if you close in, you know, they faded at this point. So right. they have no idea what's going on. You know, so a lot, I think a lot of times what you see in comedy, it's not intentional. It's just, it's just par for the course. That's killer. Killer like to go to that 1030 show at the Funny Bone. Oh yeah, yeah, that's when it's live. That's when it's live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You you can't be a your name can't be Killer, and you going to a seven o'clock show. That don't make sense. So, I am a going to the seven, late stuff. Seven o'clock. Yeah, show. I know. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tuck it in early. Yeah. yeah, let me go ahead and get out of here with the riff raff. God damn it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's right. This you on the early side too. Yep. Being the youngest one on the pod. Go to the show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? I, I just thought about this, though. Uh, my scuffle game joke, that came about because of uh, a situation that I instigated. And this wouldn't even, I wouldn't say this. If anything, I was the instigator. So this, I'm hosting at the Columbus Funny Bone. And, uh, man, this dude had on probably the worst outfit ever. It was like a horizontal striped shirt, plaid hat, just terrible. So every time I came out, I hit him with another joke, like, oh, I forgot to say this about your pants. I forgot <laughs> to say this, right? And he with his girl, so he just got mad. And I think this may be my fourth time stinging him. He stood up and was like, man, you gonna leave me alone, man. Stop, man. Stop talking about me. So I hit him with a joke, boom, 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 and got out of there. But it was like a split <laughs> second where it was like, ooh, it's kind of ugly right now. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, luckily I handled it. <laughs> yeah. 
One more for you go, at least from me, man. Uh, so two of the recent comedy specials I watched from p- people that I love in comedy, I didn't mm. think they were funny at all. Okay. I didn't think Dave Chappelle's new comedy special was that funny, and I mm. didn't think Marlon Wayans newest comedy special was funny at all. Like I, mm. I chuckled, but it wasn't just to the tier that they're normally putting out there. From your perspective, like what happens like when you know what I'm saying greats like that don't put out a home run. Yeah, I think like um so the landscape of comedy is 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 changed, you know. So um with with so I didn't see uh Marlon Wayne's but Chappelle's special is like when you see like a lot of um have you all seen these clips from what's it called? Um Don't Tell Comedy, right? You we familiar with this? I'm not, um, I'm not. okay, but it's very reminiscent of the some of the comedy that you see in the New York comedy scene, which is uh, high in point of view and perspective and how how they feel about the subject, but the punchlines may not be boom, boom, boom. So that's where Dave Chappelle is, you know. Um, I saw his last special. I thought the, the first joke that he did about the trans joke, I thought it was hysterical. You didn't see it coming and yeah after that yeah, it was yeah. it was cool you know it was cool but it, i thought it was dope to see dave like not as serious and just kind of being goofy again you know because mm-hmm. prior to that it was like very weighty and tackling heavy subject matter this special he just seemed like a goofy dude goofy comedian again but no i agree though but i think that's why though i think like the landscape you know how like hip-hop changed from like gangster to like oh okay you don't have to be gangster no more you could just do dope content right mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we are now where like they didn't care about to your point remember when it was like oh five you had to be legitimately street and if you wasn't writing your music you was trash now it's like a free-for-all you just make dope content right. so just how hip-hop changed that's kind of where we are with comedy where it's like the audiences and the decision makers like you don't have to be hysterically funny anymore it's kind of like just teach us something tell us something we would rather be informed more than we'll rather laugh and if you could make both happen cool but that's it okay enlightening enlightening yeah enlightening yeah Yeah. well there it is another episode of you can't make this up podcast kev nash dj killer kev hey dizzle we out till next week and we want to thank our guest mark gregory we definitely appreciate you brother hey thank you for having me man see y'all soon yes sir